0: Hello everyone, back with another Canadian Self-Storage Information Podcast. Uh, appreciate everyone giving those five-star reviews and sharing this with people they think would be interested. It's been great. We've seen the, uh, the view or the listenership, I guess, uh, increase pretty good and uh, seen the website traffic uh, double in April over over March, which is pretty cool to see as well. Uh, so I'm going to keep it up. I'll, I'll, I'll be... There with uh, articles and podcasts every Friday moving forward. And we're just going to try and keep it going. Um, as I stated in the last podcast, we're going to be a little Western Canada heavy until the um, the June show in Vancouver. Just so you uh, can have all the Western Canadian information out there that people may need, want or or want to consume. So they can ask questions about it before I see everyone at the show. Uh, Once that's over, we'll be switching back to a more balanced focus between East and West. Um, So all my clients and people out on the East Coast, uh, bear with me. Um, As we get close to Toronto, the same thing will happen to the people on the West Coast. They'll have to hear all about the GTA and things they don't necessarily understand or aren't involved in. Uh, Today, I wanted to talk about Storage Vault's big bet on Alberta. Um, I've been having a lot of questions fielded been fielding a lot of questions about uh, the Alberta market and what's going on there and who's buying and and the person or the group that has bought the most storage in Alberta in the last few years is storage Vault. Um, you know full disclosure I have in the past done some work for storage vault um, although not since July of 2017. Um I do also own a small number of shares in Storage Vault so I just want to get all that out there so no one thinks that there's anything uh going on that may be uh not above board. Um so let's just dive right into it. Since 2016 Storage Vault's purchased at least 38 facilities across Alberta. Um my number may be a little light if I missed one or two smaller ones or there was an access storage purchase rolled into storage vault. Well, but anyway, it's a large number of facilities. Uh, some of these facilities were mature and stabilized, but the vast majority were in some type of lease up with a few having just opened their doors, such as the the Windermere Sentinel property when they purchased the Sentinel portfolio. Um, you know, this with the, the assets they already had in the market means that their portfolio is got a fair amount of weight in the Alberta in the Alberta market. Um, you know, some people would be concerned with a portfolio weighted, uh, or, or at least, you know, a large part of the portfolio in a province where the economy has been at best stuttering and, and the storage industry has, um, has not been great. Usually, uh, once I'm, I'm talking to someone about storage vault in their portfolio within about four sentences, the question of what about the Alberta assets gets asked, um, you know, and, and this problem, quote unquote problem only got worse when they announced um, real storage <clears throat> portfolio purchase, which had 11 facilities in Alberta, uh, including stuff in Red Deer and Fort McMurray, which are in not a great place and won't be for a while. Um, you know, I've fielded, this, fielded numerous inquiries about the real storage transaction and the cap rates and all that. And and I did have to explain that, you know, I got some feedback through a, a third party that, that, that Storage Vault may not have agreed with the cap rate I put on the portfolio. But I believe what, what the disagreement is, it's going to be actual versus stabilized. You know, and I know the Alberta assets right now. A lot of them are sucking wind pretty hard, but uh you know, having said that uh, when they do turn around, which I think will start sooner rather than later i I think this is going to be a pretty pretty solid bet on storage vaults part um, you know you look at the numbers uh, and if you look at storage vaults press releases uh surrounding the quarterly and year end uh, back to 2017, it, it's showing strong increases in both revenue and NOI, and this is with the Alberta assets in place. I mean, they're saying 2018 ended in an 8.8 increase in NOI. Um, you know, this this is a same store NOI growth uh, as well as acquisitions, and uh, you know if if they can if they can pull an almost double digit NOI growth out with that many stores located in Alberta in a market that, that's still seeing occupancies stutter, if not slightly let off in some key markets. Rates hold, but also maybe decline slightly. Um, Lease-ups taking being much longer than people ever thought they would. Uh, you know, if, if you can still return an 8.8 percent increase with all that going on in a province that you, you have a lot of assets in, that's a pretty good result. Uh, you know, so I've had people ask, you know, how, how is this possible or, or why is this happening? And it's it's pretty simply put that that it's possible because Storage Vault uh, runs a very efficient business in good times and in bad. Uh, they're masters of, of finding efficiencies, you know, buying facilities in areas where they already have infrastructure so they can add the facility without adding extra management infrastructure or remove some management infrastructure. Um, you know, one of the things I always used to hear when I when I did more work uh, for Storage Vault back in the past was they had, they had a phrase that said, own your geography and they you know that's what they've really done everywhere but especially in Alberta, which has allowed them to really weather these these poor times with without impacting the entire portfolio. You know I I bet if I were to ask Stephen Scott or Iqbal, Con about you know would you, would you like to see Alberta do better? Of course, the answer is going to be yes, but you know they're not worried or stressing about it at least I wouldn't think so um, you know so so why has storage vault bought so many properties in Alberta as of late? Well, simply put, it's one of the few places where storage facilities aren't the hottest real estate asset class um, you know I'm seeing multiple offer situations. You know, nothing over yet in the self storage thing in, in Vancouver, in the GTA, but but prices are strong. Cap rates are low. Um, you get people selling facilities that aren't stabilized as if they are stabilized and, and buyers paying that. Where in Alberta, there's a bit of a discount being taken and, and you're, you know, you're not getting to sell facilities at stabilized occupancy when they're not. You're, you're selling it for what it is. And uh, for a group like Storage Vault, who I don't even know what their facility count right now is. It's above 150 at this point, I think. Um, You can afford to bring in assets that are underperforming right now, you know, because you can weather the three or four or five-year cycle, and on the upside, it's going to be huge. And that's why they've been buying, at least my opinion, why they've been buying so much in Alberta. Um, You know, what, what my take on the Alberta properties are is, is there's a wide range of facilities that they own. There's brand new Class A facilities in Calgary and Edmonton, smaller aging Class Bs in secondary and tertiary markets. You know, uh, I did an article on the Alberta uh, storage market a few weeks ago that uh, will be linked in the article attached to this podcast if you want to see a bit more. But you know, there, there are markets in Alberta that, that aren't terrible. Um there are some good markets. there's some average markets, and they own facilities there too. Um, you know, so it really does help spread that that portfolio out. I mean, I think they own three facilities in Lethbridge and Lethbridge sidestepped most of the economic downturn uh, in in Alberta. you know you, you saw things not let off nearly as much. rates stayed constant, occupancies you know pretty constant. Um, you know, so that's one market where they did well. Um, so, you know, it's not, it's not all doom and gloom, although at the same time, they do have Fort McMurray and Red Deer, and those are going to lag behind the rest of the facilities in the recovery moving forward. And, and I have the details for that in the, the linked article. So if you're interested in that, please give it a read. Um, so what do I think the time frame on this turnaround is? Well, uh, with Jason Kenney, having just been elected, um, I think it's sworn in next week. You're going to see some pretty pro-business moves by the government of Alberta to help the oil and gas sector, to help other businesses. They're talking about cutting, you know, corporate tax rates to 8% from 12. Um, and, you know, w- with the oil and gas goes the rest of the Alberta economy. So if, if he can get the oil and gas sector investing again and making jobs again, and all that that's going to help everyone, including self-storage. Um you know, and then the next thing is June eighteenth, we get the announcement on the Trans Mountain Pipeline uh and if that's approved or not by the federal government. And judging by Kenny's response to the delay that they put in saying, No, it's fine, we can wait, I'm pretty sure he knows that it's gonna get approved because if not he would have already declared war on the federal government. Um you know, and the next thing to look at after that will be a, a federal election in October. Um, you know, I I expect to see the Alberta economy start pointing in the right direction after summer, and and you're gonna start seeing, you know, unemployment rates fall again. Calgary had the highest unemployment rate of any city in Canada in March, but that can turn around pretty quick. Um, you know, so you're gonna start seeing a turnaround, legitimately in Alberta, probably by year's end. And that means that you're you're going to see a turnaround in the storage market probably by mid twenty twenty you know and so the upside that's that's around is pretty pretty large. i mean if you look at the recent acquisitions, there's at least six that were in some stage of lease up at purchase um you know leasing periods are stretching right now in the major markets in now and some may never reach stabilized occupancy if things stay the way they are right now. But with a turnaround in the Alberta economy, those leasing periods are going to shorten back down again. Your NOI is going to increase because you actually have people in your facilities. And I think by mid-2020, you're going to see the Alberta acquisitions uh, either keeping pace with or outpacing the rest of the storage vault portfolio in terms of NOI growth and and same-store growth and all, all that kind of stuff um, because they have some great assets, you know, they didn't buy a lot of crap. I mean, there is crap out there, but at the same time, the assets they have are, are pretty pretty quality. So it's going to be pretty interesting. Um, what's the risk? Well, Alberta, anyone who's been in Alberta for more than about eight years uh, knows that the Alberta economy is very cyclical. It's about an eight to 10 year cycle. Sometimes you get it a little short down to seven. Sometimes it goes to 12, but it's usually an eight to eight to 10 year cycle there. And uh, this one's been a little longer on the on the rebound, just because of oil prices and not being able to get to oil to tidewater, and and an NDP government who you know buried the province in in debt, and and a, just a bunch of factors that protracted this this return. But Alberta always returns, you know, usually stronger and better than before. So. You know, the risk is, is only if you're a short-term thinker or a short-term investor. If you're looking to to get an investment in and out in six months and make a, a return because of Alberta, it's probably not a good bet. If you're looking at a five to 10-year horizon, yeah, you're probably going to do pretty well because uh, Alberta usually does turn around. And, and although there's a lot of talk about electric cars and the green economy and all that, I don't see people driving less, even with almost $2 a liter gas in B.C. No one stopped driving everyone's still going to need the oil that Alberta produces. So, you know, they're, they're a pretty safe bet in the long, you know, mid to long run was, was the purchase of all the assets in Alberta a smart bet. I'd say so. Um, you know, there's some guys in the storage industry I don't bet against, and that's, uh, Steven Scott and the guys, you know, everyone at storage vault, they know what they're doing. They're very good at what they do. Um, and if if they've decided to invest that heavily in the province, clearly they believe in the turnaround and then believe in the upside potential um You know storage vault has a wide variety of assets across canada so so they they can support the Alberta assets until they they turn around in the next year or two without major issues for the for the share price. But once they do turn around, I think you're going to see some pretty amazing numbers out of the storage vault portfolio because of the upside potential in the Alberta market. Uh, so hopefully um, this answers sort of your questions that you've been asking on uh, mass via email or, or phone calls and just gives you my, my take on what's going on and, and where I see the Alberta market. Like I said, I, I've linked the previous uh, post and podcast on that in this article, but also, you know, Storage Vault being the only publicly traded uh, storage company in Canada, you know, I have a lot of people asking, should I invest? And and I'm not an investment advisor. I will not tell you to invest or not invest. As as disclosed earlier, I do have a small holding in Storage Vault. Um, you know, and, and so take take all that for what you will. And, and the information here, I feel the Alberta assets are are in the next eighteen to thirty six months going to actually be a real driver in in NLY and revenue growth for Storage Vault. And I think they're bet on buying the assets here there i should say I'm, I'm still in victoria um is is a good one um you know i wouldn't bet against storage vault at this point and uh that's sort of where my head's at with it um thanks for stopping by and uh again we're in vancouver uh for the show in june uh i have been put in charge of the young leaders event um, I have something pretty cool up my sleeve I can't really disclose a ton yet if you are under the age of um, we're going to say 40 uh, then please get in contact with me and I can get you signed up uh, I think it's $40 it's a, I promise it's a cool event talk to anyone who went last year we had a blast um, it's always great to see Scotty from Janice dancing on the dance floor after the event too that's a good time uh, so again thanks for the 5 star reviews thanks for the feedback, comments thanks for all of that Uh, We'll be back next Friday with another podcast uh, about how industrial markets uh, and self-storage markets kind of move in lockstep and cap rates and what's been happening in industrial and how the spreads have been shrinking as of late. Uh, I've had a lot of requests for this type of information, so I'm sure you'll be happy to get that. Anyway, thanks for stopping by and we'll talk to you soon.